Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Today on the Illinois Enquirer podcast, Illinois misses out on its top target at the point guard position in the transfer portal as Ray J. Dennis commits to Baylor, not Illinois. What's that mean for Illinois? Because now they have a different transfer guard, Jeremiah Williams, one they showed a lot of interest in last year, uh, but he chose Iowa State after transferring from Temple. But he's coming off a serious Achilles injury. So certainly Jeremiah Williams, when healthy, fills a void, the biggest void left on an otherwise strong roster. But uh, what can Illinois count on him next year? And are they done? Is this it? The scholarships are all accounted for at this point. Derek Piper is going to join me in a few minutes from his car, driving on the way to his radio show. We want a quick reaction to everything that transpired. Uh, a great 24 hours yesterday for Illinois basketball. This one, question marks about uh, what they have at point guard and what this means for the 23 24 season outlook. Also, before we get out of here, I'll give some thoughts on Illinois golf, uh, being at the NCAA championships this week, as well as Illinois football landing another Juco transferred, and this time in the secondary. We'll talk all about that coming up next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right let's head to the phone line been a while since i've done this but Derek piper is on his way to the radio show where we got a lot more to talk about Derek is ray j dennis is heading to baylor and quickly illinois pivots to jeremiah williams iowa state transfer guard uh, before we get to Jeremiah Williams, let's let's talk about Ray J. Dennis. What went wrong there for Illinois? Yeah, very disappointing one. One that you invested a lot of time in, and the fact that you felt like you had a head start, and that buzz was circulating before he hit the portal. And Illinois seemed to be well positioned there from the very forefront of that pursuit. And I think in terms of going wrong, you do got to give credit to Baylor. Like Baylor is a very appealing program very successful one under Scott Drew, only two years removed from winning that national title. And as Ray J. Dennis, like a lot of guys who went through the NBA draft process and decided to come back to college, they're trying to find the right place or just trying to evaluate what's going to boost their stock as far as another year in college and what that's going to look like a year from now. So uh, Scott Drew's put a lot of guards in the NBA. He's doing it this year, Keontae George. Uh, We'll see where Adam Flagler gets picked, but that was one that was really important for Ray J to see go into the draft. So that opportunity really opened up for him to take the the reins there at point guard. I think when you look at it from Illinois' standpoint, it's hard to really pinpoint where they went wrong. I, I think where they went wrong, we're going to get to that, is kind of sticking with Ray J throughout. Not that, I mean, once you're in, you're in, but it, it just the timing of it just put them in a bad spot in terms of some options that came off the board. And you sit here June 1st and you have to pivot. Now, they, they did do that with Jeremiah Williams. But uh, I think that if there was also any other kind of holdup, I, I think Illinois checks, is, checks a lot of boxes. Uh, I think they really did with the proximity to home, with the NIL, with the opportunity and everything. I mean, there was some talk of, you know, Illinois being the subject when you're kind of the favorite at the very forefront. You're the ones – that are getting a lot of those darts thrown at you negative recruiting wise. And I think something that people definitely harped on is that, Hey, you know, Brad's tough to play for. Brad has uh, had some, some issues with losing some high profile guards for a variety of reasons. But, uh, and I think that that was something that Ray J considered and, and heard a lot about. And him and Scott drew are two very different coaches. Yes. Uh, he talked today about liking the, you know, he vibed well with Scott drew, liked the opportunity, but, 
again, it's not one where you got to work too hard to try to figure out why Baylor makes sense. They're a really good program and got a good opportunity. Okay, Derek. So, yeah, I mean, Baylor obviously has produced a lot of guards that have gone on to the NBA, so, so you understand that a little bit. But, I mean, the one – Nit you can pick here, right, is is the time they spent uh, pursuing Ray J. Dennis. I get it. He's a perfect fit for what they want. I think he really would have elevated you uh, to another tier of the Big Ten here and is exactly what you want uh, in, in a point guard. Uh, but did you read this the right way? And, and what was the opportunity cost um, of this? I mean, going through this the last month instead of maybe pivoting and, and going to an option 1B, uh, even if it was a little bit lesser of an option, do we know? Like, do we know what they lost out on potential point guard wise here? I think as you had some guys making some decisions, whether to stay in the draft, come out of the draft, Jared Collins is one that comes to mind, the point guard from SLU, who surprisingly decided to stay in the draft. It was one that was thought to be, if he became available, uh, a very reasonable pivot for Illinois, being that, you know, not from St. Louis from the Midwest, a guy that they were familiar with, a very talented distributor, the, the top assist guy in the country last year. So he stays in. If if Illinois would have gotten word a, a few days sooner from Ray J, maybe even a day sooner from Ray J, or if they just tried to to read it and say, hey, that's the, that's the thing. It's tough when you're yep. – and we, we both covered recruiting for a long time. There are instances where – one particular staff will know more or just have the right read as opposed to what everybody on the outside is saying. But as someone that w- was diving into this, when I'd talk to people that were outside of the Illinois camp, the, the growing buzz really since the Utah visit happened and then he went into decision mode, it, a lot of talk out there, like, hey, Utah or Baylor. And then it looked like Utah. And then Illinois dove back in. And then early this week, it was Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. So – I think that as you kind of look at that from Illinois standpoint is were they too stubborn? Did, should they have at least been more open-minded to saying, Hey, Ray J, like if you're not going to come now, we got, we got to move somewhere else. It's tough to do that when you've invested so much time in it and for as good of a player that he is, but your accounts is one of those guys. You've got some, I think through the last month or so there, there have been other, obviously other point guards. Uh, like, like Kirk Carrizo was one that kicked the tires on at one point. Uh, obviously, Ace Baldwin was one. I don't know if they could have got him because of the connection to Mike Rhodes and Penn State. So uh, you kind of circle back in, in that sense. But uh, I think another dynamic, even if you're not talking about people that have hit the portal, is that you've got summer workouts so close now. And maybe those that were that could have been swayed to hit the portal uh, through back channels and whatnot and, and that whole kind of deal, might you might have lost out on some of that. So – uh, going forward, we're going to talk about Jeremiah and what he brings. Uh, we'll see. I, I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility that Illinois would still try to see what else could potentially fall in terms of uh, another piece. Uh, it's, it'd have to be some kind of attrition and, and domino effect there. But, yeah, it, it hurt both yep. with Yuri Collins. I think that's an obvious one. And then I think just in general, being married to this – pursuit with Ray J. Dennis when especially late I know internally they question you know what's the hold up here why are we not getting a yes and we seemingly make all the sense in the world uh sticking to that obviously burned them and that 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 stinks yeah uh so a familiar name Jeremiah Williams former Temple guard spent two years there averaged more than nine points four assists to two turnovers uh steal and a half per game 
Uh, not a great shooter, 27% from three, 64% from the free throw line, uh, 42% from the field. Um, he, Illinois showed a lot of interest in him last year before he committed uh, to Iowa State. He's a Chicago Simeon graduate, uh, spent time at St. Lawrence High School as well in the state. Um, but the biggest question here, Derek, is is health because he had an Achilles tendon injury. Uh, he tore his Achilles back in October uh, still recovering from that, uh, I saw T.J. Otzelberger had a quote of, uh, "He still got he still got a ways to go to be healthy to start the 23-24 season." So uh, I get it. Jeremiah Williams, when healthy, helps Illinois as a, as a table setter. He helps him as, as somebody who can initiate offense. Uh, but obviously, this is this is not the kind of you know player and and health situation that you can count on as like, hey, this is taking us to another level, even if he gives you a decent proven option if he's healthy. For sure. I think big picture is a guy that would have, to my knowledge, three years of eligibility left when you include the the injury last year, so medical redshirt, and then his freshman season was the, the COVID year, the free COVID year. So bringing someone like that into the mix who could have three seasons, could – could come in even if he doesn't – if he, say, wasn't ready physically to play this year or play all that much this year. And another dynamic is because he'd be a two-time transfer needs a waiver to even be eligible for this year to play. So uh, that's another factor as you just try to look and see and evaluate how good of a pivot is this after Ray J. Dennis. So there are some, some big qualifiers there. Is he yeah. going to be healthy? Is he going to be eligible? Uh, when I look at the player, like you said, like, they really liked him last year. They were disappointed to lose him to Iowa State. Uh, they felt like, while well, a guy like Courtney Ramey was probably going to be hard for them to to sell with Sky Clark and Jaden Epps in the mix, they thought they could have gotten Jeremiah Williams. Now he decides to go to Iowa State and probably would have been their starting point guard last fall. I know that was what was reported. Uh, he's he's tough. He's a big guard uh, with some size at 6'4". I thought he was a really, really good defender. Uh, he can facilitate, I, I think, both in a primary and secondary playmaking type of role can get downhill too but yeah the shooting is a is a big knock especially from beyond the arc he's got some mid-range to him uh, as, as something he's capable of doing but uh the outside shot is something that he does need to improve on but yeah kind of the circle back is I, i've even heard at times and again they were kind of strapped based on how some of these nba decisions were going to go but in an ideal world they would have been they liked the thought of at some point in the offseason, hey, what if we get Ray J. Dennis or another you know, impact type point guard? And then we also get Jeremiah Williams as yeah. insurance for this year and then kind of as a, a long term play for stability. The fact that as of right now, as you look forward and, and say, hey, is this your starting point guard? Can you even play this year? I get why there's a lot of angst and concerns around that. So um, I know that Illinois likes him. And for the reasons that we've discussed, but there's Questions. there's some reasons why there's there's <laughs> angst attached to that. Yeah, I mean, you went from potentially one of the best point guards in the portal to one with with question marks. Like, I think you and I like the player. I think he fits what they want. You wish he was a little bit better of a shooter, but I think he's a Division One point guard. Like, I think he can be oh, yeah. a high major point guard. Obviously, if he was going to start at a program like Iowa State, like I think that'll do uh, on an Illinois roster that otherwise, Derek, is pretty loaded. Given the the strong otherwise offseason Brad Underwood has had, I mean, we're sitting here yesterday talking about the excitement of Coleman Hawkins and, and Terrence Shannon back. That's still exciting because you have a good team. But to, I think to be, we're talking about being a great team. You needed a 
a, a point guard that you can count on, and I, I just don't know if Williams is that. So I want to put this out there, Derek. Like Williams has to get the waiver. We got to see if he's healthy. I'll be fascinated. Talk to Brad Underwood about all this uh, when we get him next. But say that's not an option right at the beginning of the beginning of the season. What does it look like with Justin Harmon, Terrence Shannon, Ty Rogers, Sincere Harris? Um, what does it look like initiating offense with this team? Uh, and, and what do they need from the rest of the roster um, if, if they don't have a proven point guard here? Unfortunately, it looks a lot like last year. Yeah. <laughs> At the surface level, in terms of relying on Terrence, who's not a pure point guard. You mentioned some of those other names. Harmon, who I, I think our guy Mike Latula uh, presented some obvious uh, hesitation in terms of saying could Harmon play significant minutes for point guard you know in terms of next year too Uh, I do like that Ty is going to have another year under his belt and I think that in spots he can play the point guard position now if Williams were to say not be healthy or not to get the waiver is there a world where Ty Rogers is starting point guard on on opening night I think as we sit right now I wouldn't rule it out I think which is uh, fine if he's surrounded by great shooting Derek right like that that's that's the thing that needs to happen like if Say, I, I I would be confident with Rodgers as my initiator, right? But yep. he's got to be surrounded by great shooting, and that means Shannon has to be a better shooter. Coleman Hawkins has to be a better shooter. Domask and Guerriere have to continue to be above average to good shooters. Luke Goody has got to be impactful. Uh, Harmon has to be good. So maybe it, Harmon would play a little bit of lead guard as well, but I, I really like Ty Rodgers. I, I hope he gets a lot of playing time next year, but – People are going to go under screens with him, right? He's going to have to bully ball yes. this thing and spray it all over the place. That means other people got to got to shoot well. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, 100% on that. Uh, I think that it does help to have some of those guys like Domas, who are just a really good secondary playmaker. And uh, I, as you, you talk to people, and I, I think that just as I kind of think about it, like Coleman coming back, not getting Ray J. Dennis – Coleman's return is even more important because of his playmaking. Like, I know that it's not ideal, and Coleman would even tell you this, for him to be in a, in a point guard type of role, trying to be the facilitator all the time. But I think that because of his ability to see the floor, because of his skill, because he can step out and, and do some things as an orchestrator, it that that helps alleviate some of make, – make no mistake, you wanted to get Ray J with Coleman and Terrence to be – Let's go win the Big Ten. Let's go on this this huge run in March potentially. But in terms of trying to fall back option or just trying to see where it goes next, is is Coleman does alleviate that some. And there was a world where you miss on Ray J today and you didn't get Coleman back yesterday, and that really would have hurt you from a playmaking standpoint. So that is at least you can take a little bit of solace in that. Uh, I think it's also a lot on Brad, like. We, we talked a lot about it for good reason. Like Illinois having to pivot with its system in the middle of last year and to go five out, then the mm-hmm. spread. And I still think spread has limitations when you got – I wonder if it works the way that he has orchestrated or wants it in the Big Ten period. And then when you have new pieces, when you have guys that haven't played together all that much, that there are some limitations within that. So can he put together an offense – that creates more cohesion, that creates more opportunities to to not to not have stagnation and not to have some of the issues that they went through last year, even if you didn't hit on your A 
option at point guard because obviously they didn't. So yeah. uh, that also that falls back on Bradenwood's play to f- figure it out, and um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, two names I didn't bring up. Maybe I should bring up one of these guys a little bit more. Uh, and I was reminded of this today because even I forget about him sometimes. Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, Derek. Um, I don't. I don't know if you want to go with the true freshman. Like we saw that last year with guys who maybe were even a little bit more proven. Um, but Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, d- does he figure in here? I mean, Nicolo Moretti, I think, is a, a year away. But is is Gibbs Lawhorn a name we should talk about a little bit more at this point? Given, I mean, the other the other parts of the roster, I really like Derek, but that this is this is a void, and and he's a talented player. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, and I. I think it's great that Atlanta fans got to see how talented he was once he made that move uh, to, to overtime elite and, and being able to to show off his skill set and everything. But I think people need to remember he was also part of a Mount Verde team where he, he barely played. He, he was not playing a whole lot. He's been a guy since coming back from that injury about a year and a half ago or, or whatnot that it's been a little up and down with him. He's had some moments like, uh, EYBL circuit last year where he was the MVP of the entire entire league in one weekend at Indianapolis and then his summer was really uh, a lot more of an up and down uh, roller coaster ride so uh, you're talking about a guy that would be a true freshman that would be not a true point guard he's a combo guard and Brad has even said through his recruitment and once he was signed that they really liked what he did in ball screens and think that he can tap into that as he continues to progress as a player but I mean you're back in a situation it could be Jaden Epps again like in terms of hey he's talented yeah he can score but he's not really that progressed as a as a playmaker and he's a true freshman he's gonna he's gonna have those up and down so uh, I think that that's he's gonna be in the mix and he is a, a big time competitor has a lot of talent but there are the Kind of the same hangups as Jaden, I think, in my mind. Yeah. Well, Derek, is, is are we done? Are, are you done? Like, is, <laughs> is that the good news of this? I mean, this has been uh, this has been the, one of the craziest twenty four hours of, of Illinois basketball recruiting coverage, and that's saying a lot. Um, I, I do think the Cliff Alexander Quentin Snyder day mm-hmm. uh, will we'll take that the cake there forever. But uh, and we didn't cover the Eric Gordon thing, people. So that that was a very long drawn out process. <laughs> um, but twenty four hours that that was that was nuts. That was nuts, man. That was a ride. Uh, in terms of being over, uh, I would like to sleep a little bit more. So if that's going to be what we're, we're dealing with, at least over for the week or whatever, uh, I'm game on that front. I get the sense that it's not over, that there could still be some some moving parts or maybe one part that moves, and that opens the possibility for some others. We'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, I, I think Illinois, if they, if they did find a way to have another spot and with the question marks around – Williams could still have a lot of appeal out there as you float out into the abyss, <laughs> into the back channels. Hey, we got this opportunity, the guy we brought in, we don't even know if he can play this year. We got this NIL money and, and on down the line, like why they were in the mix for Ray J as, as thick as they were all the way to the end can make a lot of sense for somebody else out there too. So uh, you, you've got some people that graduated within the last month that are at certain places and might hear some buzz and say, Hey, maybe I need to go to the portal. Uh, and we'll see how that whole thing goes. I know that you know Antonio Reeves is one. I'll just yep. mention his name because people are talking about it. I mean, people at Kentucky are worried about whether he's going to be gone. And I mean, that's a, 
in-state product and, and one that I'm a really good shooter and uh, it, it's been speculated upon that Illinois would be very interested and I, I would think that they would be if they can make it work so that's another one that is a potential thing to keep in mind so uh, the the wild world of college basketball <laughs> offseason continues to turn and, and we'll be here to talk about it when things happen yeah I want to give Derek a little bit of break here but Derek I think basically the last two last 24 hours Illinois became a good team they were one move away from solidifying themselves on paper, right, from being a potentially great team. Yes. Yep. I think that with, as we talked about last night, if they would have gotten Ray J top 20 team on paper, you look at the analytics, could have, with a straight face, said to people, we're a Big Ten title contender and, and could be a real national player potentially if it all came together. I'm not saying that that everything there is sacrifice, right. um, but this is this is definitely Jeremiah Williams is, is definitely a fallback option, and uh, I think that while it doesn't completely take away from how good a news Terrence and Coleman coming back uh, are, it, it it does limit the it doesn't have the same upside as the Ray yeah. J Dennis, and unless you get somebody else, then I, I think that they're it kind of caps you a little bit in, in that type of sense. All right, Derek, go talk about this for two more hours on radio, man. <laughs> We're having Coleman coming on, so yeah, uh, look in. forward to visiting with him and uh, trying to figure out what the heck you were doing on Twitter yesterday. Or just <laughs> say, hey, I, we enjoyed it. But uh, good talking as always, and uh, we'll reconvene, I'm sure, pretty soon. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, a few more things I want to talk about before I let you go. Uh, And the number one thing is Illinois football landing another JUCO transfer. They have had a very busy May. May, usually for the the staff, whether it's the coaches, the recruiting people, just everybody in that building, usually is one of the slower months. They can get away. They can just be normal people, kind of for a little bit their schedule isn't as crazy and then june is the crazy crazy month well illinois football has been very busy uh with these juco's these transfers visiting over the last several weeks you know you get demetrius hill committed clayton bush two transfers committed you had juco visitors lane jenkins who commits to illinois you have the wide receivers from college of san mateo we'll see where those guys end up going i think illinois will land one of them and then A surprise one. Illinois kept this one under the radar. I think they wanted to lock this one up before anybody else started back. Oh, who's that? If Illinois is so interested in him, getting him on a visit. Uh, Illinois wanted to close this one down uh, before anybody else had a chance to sniff uh, around him. And that's Prince Ford. Very under the radar prospect out of Golden West College uh, in Huntington Beach, California. He's originally from North Carolina. Uh, I was able to talk with Prince a little bit about his background he was actually part of the senior class that uh, was really disrupted by COVID, right? So um, didn't get a, a lot of looks, didn't get as much exposure because recruiting staffs weren't on the road as much. Uh, and then, of course, 
you know, he there weren't many scholarships available at that point because all these COVID eligibility seniors kept back, came back for another year, so there just weren't as many scholarships in that class. He had some preferred walk-on offers from Division One programs, but he decided to go JUCO, and he said he wanted to bet on himself. And boy, it paid off big here as Illinois looks at his film, and from what I understand, this was mostly Brett Bielma. Prince said that Brett Bielma was the first one to call him and that Bielma loved his film, said this was all God-given ability he has. He's six foot, 170 pounds, needs to add some strength, but he's got really good cover skills. Uh, he's made himself into a really good prospect, and I think if he can you know, come in and get some experience and get in the strength and conditioning program, he said that's what he was most pumped about. Uh, but he's a feisty cornerback. And Brett Bielema has really gone the Juco route here, and I think it kind of fits, you know, with what his what he wants his culture to be. A lot of these Juco guys, you know, they are driven. There's no BS. They they want to make the most of this opportunity. There's not huge egos. And a lot of them, you know, fight through some adversity. So Brett Bielema knows they have to fight through adversity. Maybe you don't have everything in the world, but they find a way to be good football players. And usually most JUCO experiences, you got to love football to do it. And uh, that that is huge for this Illinois staff. They want to know somebody loves football. And uh, just talking with you know Prince Ford, definitely got that vibe. Over two seasons, had 42 tackles, three interceptions, two-time all-conference player. He had some interest from UCLA, uh, also had some interest uh, from Old Dominion, took a visit to Old Dominion. So, Illinois really likes him, obviously, and Brett Bielma really likes him. So he pushed for this. But there's another veteran to the new-look secondary for Illinois. They've now added five transfers, Okay, two Juco guys, Caleb Patterson and now Prince Ford, both cornerbacks. And then you've added three safeties in Clayton Bush, Demetrius Hill, and Nicario Harper. Not a huge surprise, right, that they've added – veteran defensive backs to a secondary that we lost four guys to the NFL and just doesn't have a lot of experience there but they really loaded up I mean adding three guys since the end of spring ball I think tells you that they thought they needed more uh, at that position and they got a good sell at that position and what's wrong with competition and that's one thing that is happening with these these JUCO additions that Illinois added, these transfer additions, maybe not the the highly ranked stars, but they force competition, and they, at the worst, improve depth, improve maturity uh, on a roster as Brett Bielma tries to bridge the gap to his uh, prep recruits. But those guys need some time to develop. They need some time to add strength, and they, they need some time to, to get experience um, in the systems and all of that. So uh, I think Ford's going to compete for a starting spot. Right now, Tavion Nicholson, Taz Nicholson, certainly locked in as a starter on the other side. He was really good last year. Uh, But I think Tyler Strain is probably the guy who is most likely to start of everybody coming back. He's small, 5'9", but he's had a lot of strength really fast. But now you had somebody with more length, like Prince Ford, with a little bit of experience. At worst, it's depth. At best, he steals the job from Tyler Strain. Maybe he can... You know, I think he's going to play corner, but it also gives some depth. They, if Xavier Scott is your best corner, your second best corner, maybe you can put one of these other guys at the nickel. So um, it'd be fascinating to see how this secondary really settles in. But they certainly have a ton of bodies there right now. A lot of, a lot of scholarship players. Right now, Illinois has 10 safeties and eight cornerbacks, and that's just on scholarship. You know, They're, they're high on Miles Scott, Solo Turner, both those guys walk-ons. 
those guys could be in play. So it's going to be fascinating to see uh, how that all checks out. But uh, Illinois certainly thought they needed to address secondary, which is is understandable. Uh, and we'll see. I think they're going to add one more piece. Uh, it's going to be a wide receiver, uh, Jamai East, the College of San Mateo wide receiver, six foot two. He's really blown up here recently, getting a couple more offers. Utah, Purdue, hello Purdue. Those are going to be some interesting battles. Luke Williams is going to be an interesting battle between Illinois and Purdue, Ryan Walters, Brett Bielma, all those guys. But Jemai East gets an offer from them. I think Illinois is in good position with, with Jaden Dixonville, um, and you can check out more about that on, on the site at IlliniInquire.com. All right, before I get out of here, I just want to talk a little bit about my experience at the NCAA Championships. Uh, it's it's heart-wrenching that, that Illinois golf did not go farther because this was – this was their best chance in, in several years of winning a national championship. And they were really good in rounds two and three of stroke play. They were okay in round one. They were okay in round four for their standard, but it was good enough to finish tied for second. But they, they looked like a national championship team, the second and third round of stroke play. But match play is a different animal, man. It, it just is. And there's a lot more... Um, Variance. There's a lot more chance. Um, you know, you can be a little bit more aggressive, and you know, teams that are steady throughout stroke play, maybe a team just gets hot in one round, right, of of match play. And you know, Tommy Cool and Adrian Dumont de Chasser, uh, not surprised. Those guys did what they do. All Americans, first team All Americans, and they won their matches against way lower ranked opponents. So Mike Small kind of seemed to game it out to where you get those two wins. But the one that Illinois really felt like he needed to win was was Jackson Buchanan, who was fantastic all week um, and then just had a little bit of a rough back nine uh, or final nine holes. It was the front nine at uh, Greyhawk Golf Club there and just wasn't able to pull it out. I mean, he he, he gave us a little bit of drama as he, he holed one out from the bunker on 17 just to prolong Illinois' chances, but then he needed to win uh, the final hole on nine there, and he just didn't have a good drive, didn't have a good follow-up shot, and uh, was really battling uphill that entire time. And Florida State played great. Some of their lower-ranked guys really showed up, and that's what you got to have. you got to have more depth. And I thought Pearson Hunt really battled. He played Florida State's best guy, and, and really until the final couple holes, uh, really battled and, and made that one interesting. And Matisse Bassard had a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, match play. It just wasn't able to pull it out. Wasn't able to make the putts to to pull that upset in his match. And uh, that happens. Like Illinois stroke play, I think if you just wanted on stroke play, they would have beat Florida State, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, and it, it stinks for Mike Small, but they'll get back there again. Uh, they're not going to be quite as strong next year, though. Because DeMonte Chessart and Tommy Cool are both headed to the pros, out of eligibility, phenomenal careers. Uh, I enjoyed talking to those guys every time I got the chance. Uh, phenomenal young men, um, and Mike Small spoke very highly of them. Jackson Buchanan's going to take a star turn, but Illinois also loses Matisse Bassard. So they're going to be pretty young next year. Uh, they got a really good freshman class coming in. And I do think Mike Small is going to be active in, in the transfer portal, which is which is new. He's had a couple transfers the last couple of years, and Bassard was fantastic this past year. But you know, they are so good. Illinois has now made eight match play events since 2009. No one else in the country has more. So just to put that in basketball perspective, nobody has more Elite Eights during this entire format since 2009 than Illinois. They get bites at the apple every time. 
They've gotten to the semifinals four times. They've gotten to the championship once. They just haven't been able to put a huge weekend together. And it's difficult. It's really difficult to do. And, and there's a lot of other good programs in the South, obviously, and in the West that have loaded programs as well. Uh, and all you can do is just just keep going back, keep going back. They're frustrated. It hasn't happened yet. But uh, Illinois golf, once again, makes Illinois proud. Like Vanderbilt, the number one team in the country, didn't even get to, to match play. So uh, that tells you it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy to do, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully one day Mike Small is able to break through a hot week, a hot couple days that I was in Arizona, uh, but phenomenal to see. Illinois really had a really good contingent of fans. Obviously a lot of support from the families, and and you had administrators like Mike Small, Brian Russell out there. Um, Even saw a basketball staffer out there as well. Shout out to Zach Hamer for showing up. He's a huge Illinois golf fan. Uh, So it was really cool to see all those fans and and hello to everybody who was there. Um, That was awesome to talk with some of you guys uh, who were out there. So it was a really cool event getting out to Arizona. was hot, but in the morning it was beautiful, beautiful course. And uh, hopefully I get to cover another one of those again soon. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. Give us a follow, rating, review wherever you get your podcast. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Bye, everybody. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.